Welcome in. This is your live chat for this week's RSM Classic brought to you by Jock Market. This is a biggie. This is a big one. We've got the Rick Run Good promo. Talk about that in just a second. I've got a giveaway. Dozen Pro V1s with the RSM logo on it. Just a little something to wet your whistle on. And this is where we get to have a little fun. So uh, for the next hour or so, I'll be fielding your questions, concerns, and comments from the chat. Go ahead and get them in right now. Uh, Entering anything into the chat, keep it somewhat reasonable, will get you entered into a draw for those Pro V1s. I'll draw it at the end. Um, So make sure you have it in there. I'll remind you in just a few minutes as people are still filtering in here. But uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into this. JB, welcome to the chat. Says, hey, Rick, in the 7K range, list Buckley, Glover, Mitchell. How would you rank them? List Mitchell Buckley, those two are pretty close, and then probably Glover after that is the way that I would go. Big Colts fan says, Hey Rick, seeing how Tyler Duncan won here before and is in the 7K range, how's how would you feel safe pairing him with Brian Harmer or Zach Johnson? Which three do you like the best in GPP? Hit that like and just subscribe. Yeah, actually do that. Hit the like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um my problem with Zach Johnson is it feels like his upside is fairly capped. Maybe maybe his ceiling is most likely to be hit here, which is what we've seen over the last couple of years. Harmon, when he's playing better, um, his ceiling is much higher than than Zach Johnson's or even, even, even Tyler Duncan's, but he hasn't been playing all that well. I would probably take the approach of, hey, let me see if I can catch Brian Harmon figuring it out, right? Because he's been so poor recently. Um, let's see what else we've got here. How much would you say course history matters compared to other courses? So good question, Hank. This is uh rickrungood.com. This is my website. This is the course key stats tool. Uh, the, it matters. Oh boy. This is such a bad, a bad answer I'm going to give here. So, um, the good thing is that, uh, always generally played at the same time of year, always a similar field. Um, it is a course, the seaside course specifically that is, uh, on the more unique side, which means driving accuracy matters, which means it's short. Um, so that's all good stuff for course history. The thing that, that is not good for course history is, um, only quote unquote, 11 years of history, right? Some of these places go back 40, 50, 60 years. The other problem is, uh, one or half of the rounds that you play before the cut are not at the seaside course or at the plantation course, which has undergone uh, a redesign in, in, in 2019. So all in all, I think it is more important here than most places, especially when you get to the seaside course, but understand they're only going to play 75% of the rounds there. And if your guy misses the cut, he only played half of his rounds there. So I, I, I think it's on that end of the scale, Hank. Hey, Rick, thanks for all you do. Hit that like button. I have a head-to-head coin flip that I need deciding on. Neesmith versus Vijegas, a recent form driving accuracy course history. Well, there's a couple of different ways we can do this. We can run uh, both those. Let's just throw both those guys in the holy grail here. So Vijegas and Matthew Neesmith. If you hold control or command on a Mac, you can select multiple things. I should probably make that more clear. Both of them uh, get it done primarily via the ball striking, although Vijegas is not necessarily the greatest driver of the golf ball. Let's narrow this down a little bit. Uh, Neesmith is... One of the better approach, approach players on the PGA Tour. That's that's clear. Um, 0.7 strokes per round. He gives it uh, most of that back on the putting surfaces, but they end up grading out fairly similarly. So let's look at them in terms of recent form. Vijegas has gone cut T34, 35th cut. 46th. Neesmith at least sneaks in a little bit more upside there and feels a little bit safer. I'd probably go with Neesmith around here. Small lean, nothing too crazy here. Let's see what else we got. Um, Brian. Nope. Let's try this one. B Henson. Who's your favorite in the very narrow range of 6,900 to 7,100. Here's the cheat sheet. So 6,900 to 7,100 is these golfers right here. It's basically Alex Smalley, who I kind of like down to Zach Johnson. Favorite one. I think you got to go back to Denny, right? I, I, I think we have to give Denny one more chance. Um, not that he's been bad because he's actually been great. 11th, 15th, 39th in the last two weeks was awesome on Sunday in Houston has finished inside the top 10 here before we're going to get to a bunch of courses that are really bad for Denny McCarthy. Um, this is not one of them. 
And I think you got to run Denny out there one more time. Honorable mention to Alex Smalley, who basically gained strokes uh, across the board. Honorable mention to... That's about it. That's about it. Any thoughts on how weather and wind is going to affect things, if at all, from Brian? Uh, yes, I, it's safe to say that weather and wind will affect things. How it will affect things, your guess is as good as mine. Especially because you've got a situation where we're playing two different courses. You have a situation where any potential rain. Last time I checked, I think one of the days had like half inch of rain. Last I saw, I'd have to pull it up. But um, that could delay things. So so if you want to be on the right side of weather slash wind. And remember, there's not really, um, they're not really doing waves on uh, Thursday and Friday, right? Because half the, half the field is on different courses. So they don't have to do like the morning wave and the afternoon wave. I'm pretty sure everybody goes out in the morning. So this is going to, the first two rounds are going to be done very, very early. The, if you want to protect against uh, any big discrepancies, like we saw a couple of weeks ago, or even was it last week in Houston or was it the week before? I think it was the week before um, stack, stack, stack courses. If you're playing a showdown, you should be stacking the plantation side. If you're betting first round leader and your book is not, um, is not splitting up the courses, which not every book does. That's only something that some of the smarter books have done recently. Your first round leader should be coming from the plantation course. It is uh, par 72, basically the same length. It is significantly the easier, the easier nine to go through. Stewie's in the chat says, Hey, Rick, can you explain to everyone how tough it is to factor in two different courses when creating a model for this week? Yeah. So, um, it's kind of tough, right? I mean, the good news is the way that I create the model doesn't necessarily care all that much because I'm taking guys who have had success at this, in this case, this event. So um, I'm trying to, you know, kind of future proof that and, and try to uh, build a, a little bit of a safety net for myself when it comes to, when it comes to the two courses, but yeah, it's tough because you're going to get a situation where uh, some guys are going to play the harder course on the harder day. Some guys are going to play the easier course on the harder day. Uh, and, and each guy is going to try to figure out um, what they like best. And do you get a benefit from playing the same course three days in a row? Who knows? So uh, yeah, it is very difficult. There's just a lot more variables, but um, you know, 75% of the rounds this week are going to be played at the same course, which is, which is not all that bad. Can we do a head to head says Joe on Swafford and Hadwin, anything interesting to note? Um, sure. So let's do, uh, Hadwin's been much better recently, right? So let's do Hadwin and Swaff daddy. See what we can find here. So let's look at Hadwin. Let's start with Hadwin here. Six at Shriners. 46, 56 the last two weeks. He's made four cuts in a row. That's not bad. Swafford. Wow. Swafford's made four. Okay. So this is kind of interesting. Um, believe it or not, I think that the, I think you want the Swafford side. If he finishes T32, he probably wins a lot of matchups that are with guys that are priced in the same place that he does. Right. And that's basically where he's been living the thirties, um, the mid thirties. If he, if he finishes there, he probably wins a lot of matchups. So I think you got to go with the Swafford side of this, especially because you can look forward to the ball striking. His putter has actually been much better. His around the green play is atrocious and it always has been, but um, I'm not sure that's a huge issue here, especially for how long he can be off the tee. I think you want the Swafford side of this. Good luck. Rick, what's happening? Says Oliver. Hey, Oliver, talk to me about David Thompson. Enjoy some downtime over the next month. Thanks for everything. Um, so one, thank you Two, there will be no downtime. Um, there's going to be plenty more stuff coming. We've got the Brooks Bryson match. We've got hero world challenge. We've got some European stuff. I have some strategy, some interesting content that I think you guys are going to like coming down the pike. There's going to be updates to rickrungood.com. So uh, it will not be downtime too much, but I appreciate the sentiment there, Oliver. Uh, David Thompson or Davis Thompson? Uh, I'm assuming Davis is the answer that you're looking for here. I don't have a David Thompson in my database. Um, so let's look at his results here. So here he is. We've got uh, T35 at the Sanderson Farms. It's the only event that he's played this season. These are these are pretty good numbers. Um, very good off the tee, which he tends to be. That's a great sign. Approach play, hit or miss, that's fine. 
putting hit or miss around the green has been better recently. This isn't the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, at $6,400, if he finishes T35, you're probably happy with that. Maybe he gets a birdie streak or two and he's paid for himself, but uh, he gives himself a fairly good foundation with the driver. The approach play, he could lose four, he could gain five. That's where this thing's going to be decided for him. Um, but yeah, that's I've, I've seen much worse for guys that are $6,400. Hey, Rick, can you run an updated model S Brady? Um, I'm not sure I would have changed all that much, but I also don't remember what I did. So here's the custom model on rickrungood.com. Let me try to adjust it. Maybe you can see this a little bit better. Um, I would probably stick somewhere between 12 and 16 rounds. I probably did 16 on Monday. I can do 12 here. Um, I would probably start with birdie or better and, and, and weigh it. I mean, I think like 33 is pretty significant. A third of your weights on birdie are better. It's just a fantasy point, a fantasy point game that we're playing. Um, I would probably add accuracy. So let's do let's do 20 on accuracy and uh, 20 on approach. See if we can turn this thing into a little bit of a fairway approach second shot course. I have I have 27 left. <clears throat> I would do. Um, so you could do par five scoring, but that's more relevant on the plantation course. You could do three putt avoidance. Cause I think the seaside course is like 7,000 square feet on average. Let's do a little bit of a blended strokes game putting. We'll do 10 on putting 10 on three putt avoidance, which leaves us with seven and I'll throw seven on off the tee, which gives us a little bit of a blended. No, I'll do seven on uh, distance, which gives us a blended strokes gained off the tee where accuracy is more important. My bet top golfer is, oh, mama, Cam Smith. Cam Smith won, Damon two, Louis three, Henley four, Sabatini five. Buckley six, Scheffler, Hadwin, Swafford, Corey Connors. Yeah, when you go 12 rounds, you get some pretty, pretty good values there. Damon's been really good. I'll give him that. So that's what I would probably do. Something like that. Keep it, keep it tight. Keep it uh, fantasy base oriented. How does Keegan Bradley do on Bermuda? Well, we can go to his uh, golfer profile here. We can see. He is. Uh, Bermuda is his worst surface, unfortunately, Scott. Yeah, so he is uh, not a very good putter, as I'm sure you're probably aware. And uh, Bermuda is his worst surface pretty significantly. Ball strikes the heck out of it, though. But that's the answer to your question. Any tourney where Kisner is top chalk literally scares me. It's a red flag when it comes to analysis and research. Yeah, I've been, this is the guy that has um, given me uh, so much issue all week long. I have him coming in about 18% projected ownership. I bet you he beats that. I bet you when this thing locks on Thursday morning, he's going to be closer to um, 22, 23, maybe single entries. Maybe he's even higher than that. The only thing that might save him is there's, there's other, some other kind of interesting options in the nine K range. I'm, I've, I cannot remember a time I've been more on the fence on a specific golfer in a specific week than this week for Kevin Kisner, just because for every con, you can outweigh it with a pro for every pro you can, um, you know, offset it with a con. It's just, he's, he's never had good form leading into the RSM classic. He's figured it out. He does not have good form right now. Um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm completely torn. I, I might just advocate, just bet him. And then don't worry about him in DraftKings. It's just it feels a hair too risky, especially if he's going to be uh, kind of super chalk, which it which it starts to look like he's doing. Uh, one more question, then I got to do some giveaways and some announcements here. So Sid says, "Hey Rick, I always follow your strategy for building a betting card. I have ten dollars left, and I can't decide whether to put it on Sink, uh, Kramer, Hickok, or Tyler Duncan. Uh, do you have a lean out of those guys?" If this was like three months ago, it would have been Sink, um, just because he you know, we, we've seen him win, right? We saw him win twice last year. And then towards the end of last year, he seems like he kind of lost. It. I don't know if he got tired, but we haven't seen that great form uh, recently. I would probably go. I mean, Hickok is at least interesting because when he plays well, he plays really well, right? He got to that playoff at travelers with Harris English. Somebody double check that for me and um, played well again last week. I, I would probably go 
Hickok there. Good luck. Okay. A couple of announcements. Don't fast forward. I guess if you're watching live, you can't really fast forward, but if you're listening to the replay, don't fast forward. A couple of announcements. This is brought to you by Jock Market. Um, if you have not played on Jock Market, you're probably pretty crazy at this point. So what I've got is uh, stock market DFS. That's what Jock Market is. You can buy, sell shares of golfers. You can short them now. We're in the IPO phase on Wednesday nights. That's where you can bid on shares of golfers. And if you have... Um, if you're one of the high bidders, when, when the night ends, you can get, uh, you, you are allocated those shares and then you can decide what to do with them moving forward. Um, it's, it's getting better each and every week. I have the data on my website. So if you go to rickrungood.com, um, and then go under PGA tools, free tools, jock market, you'll see all the cash market data ever. So for example, last week, Jason Kokrak sold on Wednesday night for $6 and nine cents. he got the full $25 a share payout. So you made nearly $19 a share on Jason Kokrak last week. Uh, Kramer Hickok, $2 and 37 cents last week. He got the $16 payout. You made $13 a share on Kramer Hickok. So you can go through and you can see individual golfers and you can see whatever you want here, but all the data is there for you. If you sign up and use the code Rick, it gets you a $50 deposit bonus. Um, and then also there is a power hour tonight at 815. Joe Idoni and myself uh, on Wednesday evening, we'll take you through everything there is to know about jock market for the RSM classic. That's number one. Number two is my buddy over at RSM, believe it or not, I have a buddy over at RSM, uh, has, uh, given me a dozen pro V ones with the RSM logo. Of course they have the RSM logo. They have to have the RSM logo. I'm giving those away. If you've made a comment, um, I will randomly draw someone at the end of the show. So either just make a comment, ask a question. I don't care. Make sure it's in the chat. I will give it away at the end of the show. Hit the like button while you're there. It goes a long way. Thank you very much. So I'll give those away um, so that you can lose them very quickly. That's what I would do with them. And then finally, and maybe the most important, the important uh, announcement is this is your last chance, your your last crack at getting a discounted membership to rickrungood.com. Uh, and you've got to bet me for it. Okay. So you have to go to rickrungood.com slash RSM promo and you have to choose one of the two packages that are on that webpage. Um, and if you buy a six month or a yearly, whatever the winning score is this week, I'll refund you that percentage. So if it's 18 under, um, you're getting, you're getting 18% back. If it's 20 under, you're getting 20% back. If it's 25 under 25% back coming your way. It's the only promo I run all year. I don't do coupon codes. I don't do sales. I don't do anything like that because I think it's fairly priced, but this is your one crack at it. You have to bet me for it. You can be a new member. You can be an existing member. Just go sign up for that package. If you're an existing member, I'll tack on whatever you currently have left to the end of it. It's a win, 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 win for everybody. So good luck. Go do it again. Rickrungood.com slash RSM promo. You have to be in before this thing kicks off on Thursday morning. Let's get back to the questions. Mackenzie Hughes or Keegan Bradley? I think it's Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, that's my preference. Hey, Rick. Hey, Biggie Balls. Should we go back to Johnny Vegas this week? I love the off-the-tee game and his upside, but I worry about his wedges and putting on this course. Yeah, I've got a lot of concerns about Johnny Vegas, but he gives himself such a really good foundation. The fact that he was even, you know, I know he didn't play well on Sunday last week, but a lot of guys do not play well on Sunday. They don't. Um, and the more they get into it, the more comfortable they get. Some of it's just bad luck. I'd be willing to go back to Johnny Vegas this week. Rick, how about coaches, man? Sep Straka. Yeah, how about Sep Straka? Let's see what old Strep is, Strep, Sep is up to. Um, last time I checked, he was just like a top, he was just like top 10 or missed cut. That was what, yeah, kind of the same thing, right? Lots of missed cuts. You know, I worry, I worry that he, we haven't seen the upside in a while. So he had this stretch here where it was like, uh, you know, top 10, cut, cut, top 10, top 15, cut, cut, cut. Where's that right now? Now it's either cut or 66, 51st, 33rd. If we lose the upside, we've lost the value of Sep Straka. The other problem is uh, he's a very bad putter on Bermuda. So I I think we take a pass. We see if there is a, um, uh, if he starts getting back to being good volatile, I think that's when we start to run out Sep Straka. Oh, Jay-Z is here. My main man, Rick, do you like Michael Gligic as a long, long shot? He going to have that seaside state of mind? Ooh, 
Uh, Gligic might have 99 problems, but golf is not one, Jay. Let's see what he's got going on for this week. He's only played two events here this season, made the cut at the Fortnite, missed the cut at the Sanderson, played well down at the end of the stretch on the Corn Ferry. He had to go down to the, uh, I believe, to get his card back, right? Uh, onto, the, onto the Corn Ferry. The two events he's played this year, he gained on approach in both of them. That's generally a good sign. He's been horrendous with the putter, but that is seemingly a little bit of an outlier, Jay. Let's see. Yeah, two of his worst four putting performances of his career have been this season. I would like to give him credit for that not happening again, right? It's been a month and a half. He's usually a much better putter. He's a positive putter on Bermuda. I think we can do it, Hove. I think we can go to Gligic as a long, long shot for this week. Uh, while I'm here, can you do a deep dive on Dylan Fratelli? I liked his stats last week, but I want to know what your take on him is. Well, not Dylan Healy. How about Dylan Fratelli? There we go. Um, as I scroll down, I can start to see a couple of things. Last 12 has been much the, – the, the recent form, the very recent last 12 has been much better than – 24 and 36 rounds. Bermuda, while he still loses, is his best surface. I can also see that he is generally 5% owned or less. So these are all these are all so far so good, Mike. Let's scroll down and see what we've got going on. Oh, this is pretty darn good. 6.61 T to green last week, and only 1.6 of it came around the green. Lost with the putter, which he's going to do, right? That's what he kind of does. I'm okay with this. This is really good to gain three off the tee, to gain on approach, to play that well from tee to green, to be on Bermuda where you're generally better and to be 5% owned or less. That's a fairly good combination. I think I can, I can back that. Um, there is a super chat here. So Zach, as I always say, uh, this super chat is, is uh, not required. Always appreciate it. So thank you. Troy Merritt, Jason Day, Neiman, question mark. Hmm. I think I'm supposed to decide between one of those three golfers. Uh, it seemingly has to be Joaquin Neiman, right? I mean, he's just in a different class of, of golfer than the rest of these, the rest of these guys. Unfortunately, you know, Jason Day, we talked about him last week is going to be um, playing a lot of less golf, which is unfortunate, but if that's good for him, great. But, uh, Neiman is just in a different class and I still, I'm still very optimistic about Neiman figuring out the putter, which is something he hasn't done yet. Uh, and he was a very good putter. I think he was a top 10 putter last year and he has lost strokes with the flat stick in five of his last six measured events. Uh, probably putted better at, at Mayakoba where he finished fifth, but you're getting my picture here. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty bullish. Like if you give me a couple guys that are like, Hey, give me, give me these guys for like next year or whatever. Like Neiman seems to be on a pretty good trajectory. Uh, Webb Simpson, I think is due for a pretty good bounce back year. So I would probably have to consider, um, Joaquin for a pretty, I don't know if it's going to be a good week, but it's going to be, uh, I think he's going to have a good year. Any golfers that you're cooling on? Ooh, well, I've cooled and then heated up on Kisner five times. Anyone I'm cooling on. I think I'm heating on Homa. I think I'm heating on Homa for sure. I think I'm cooling on. I think I mean, I guess the logical answer would be Scotty Scheffler at 28% owned, right? Um, I, I'm happy to, to I, I think I use Scotty Scheffler in my one and done, but 28% owned for the highest price golfer in a full field over two courses where we're probably going to see some, I, that that's scary. I'd probably cool on him. Hey, Rick. Hey, John. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Do you have, do you get major cut sweats when you have middle of the road golfers playing late and in the wind on Friday? Seems like odds are against them. Any math to back that up? Uh, yes, I get major. I was, uh, so last week, I think I got to the point where, so remember they had to finish on Saturday morning and I got to the point where I was rooting for, for Denny McCarthy to bogey 18 so that he could help bring the plus twos back to get Paul Barjan in. That's how sick it was on Saturday morning. Um, but that was only for like three minutes. And then I saw plus two wasn't going to make it even if Denny dropped. And I was like, okay, Denny, just make par. Don't do anything stupid here. So yeah, it's um, cut sweats are the worst, man. They're the absolute worst. Um, shout out to cutsweats.com. Go sign up for that. Do you still like Schwab as much as you stated in the email this week? Oh, a, an opportunity to plug my 
run good rundown, which is something that you can get at uh rickrungood.com slash newsletter. You can get this delivered to you on Tuesdays, or you can read it when I hopefully remember to tweet it out on Wednesday. Sometimes I forget though. And there's like little nuggets in here. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I you know, quote like Matthias Schwab, but I thought this was noteworthy. So here's the thing. I took um, the last 10 years of data for the European tour and I loaded it into rickrungood.com. So you can actually check that out now. And if you just, and it all has strokes gained. So if you just look at pure strokes gained per round across any tour, last five starts, Schwab is gaining 1.13. It's it's kind of significant when you look at everybody else. It's only a five-event stretch. Uh, I think two of them were played on the European tour. But like, let's look. Let's look. Yeah, here he is. Here's his. I mean, look at his last. Look at his last five. T12 at the BMW PGA Championship. That's probably a better field than this week. Missed the cut at Sanderson. T15 at the event in Spain. 51st at Bermuda, and he and he made the cut in Houston. Um, I think that you could argue, and he gained strokes, gained strokes in all five of those. That um, he will probably be a very overlooked golfer. I think. I think that's the that, that's the takeaway for this week. How do you rank List, Streb, and Long? Probably List, Long, and Streb is probably the route that I would go. What do you think about Buckley and Lebiota from an outright perspective? Oof. I saw Buckley was in the top 10 of your model and Hank may have gotten the putter working last week. Yeah. So good to see Lebiota uh, get back. I think it was, in, I think it was a top 15 last week to get back in there. But outrights are hard, Herbert. Outrights are hard. You got to win. You got to beat everybody. And it is a, it's really hard to do for the first time. I think Buckley, we're learning a lot about him, right? And I think we're learning good things. Um, I would be hard pressed to think that either one of these two is going to win the golf tournament, but top 10, top 15, absolutely. And you're probably get a pretty good price, at least on Leviota. Buckley kind of gets a lot of respect from books based on only a handful of, um, uh, handful of whatever, um, starts that he's had. My God, my brain. Jay says, you're the man. Thank you, Jay. No, you're the man. Stars or scrubs are balanced this week, man. You know, when ownership came out, I was really unfor. I, I I hate seeing Scotty at twenty eight percent. I think if you're gonna do like stars and scrubs, I think that I think you play Cam Smith, right? And because I, I bet you, like I have, I have Cam Smith at twenty one percent right now. I would argue he will be less than that uh, in most contests. This is built for like you know the flop shot or whatever, like one hundred and fifty entries. I think he comes in below that. People, I don't think people like to play Cam Smith. We'll see tomorrow morning. Um, the arguments be made. So I, I think you could do like Smith and then whatever you can get after that if that's your star. The balanced issue is also going to be the 9K range everybody loves. If you, I would prefer to do, all right, how about this? If you're going to do stars and scrubs, you do it with Smith. If you do the balance, you differentiate by avoiding Kisner. I think that's the play. And then you get to be a little bit unique in each one of those. I'm not sure there's a clear-cut line this week. Why is there no talk of Zach Johnson? He seems like he will be a top 20 at this course uh, with history and putting at under 7K. I'm pretty sure I talked about him on the Monday preview, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with your sentiments. I'm not sure Zach Johnson is so much a great play anymore, um, but if there was ever going to be a time to play him, it, it, it probably has to be here, right? Distance, not a prerequisite when he gets on some of these shorter courses you've seen him have a lot of great success you look at his history around the rsm he's piled up top 10 finishes so like yeah i get it i get it i'm not super excited but um i get it been watching for a while i'm ecstatic to finally join the site as a member are there any tutorial videos archived and what do you consider to be the most beneficial aspect behind the paywall wow um i could literally spend nine hours on this. It's such a great question. Uh, yes, there are tutorials available. So, um, if you go to, so what happens when you sign up, you also get, um, you also get like welcome emails and some of those welcome emails will have how to use the tools. And if you go to my YouTube, uh, which you are seemingly on right now, there is a playlist for the tutorials. And they are also available on the Rick run good, uh, homepage. I believe there is a button. Yeah, right here. So here you go. There's a button on the rerungood.com homepage that says watch tutorials. That takes you to um, the playlist on YouTube for a tutorial on every single tool. Have fun. And thanks for the support. Uh, oh, the most beneficial aspect. I mean, I, I, I think it just saves me so much time. 
Like you're once you once you start to get a feel for like okay, let me check the cheat sheet and then let me bop on over to the the golfer profile to like deep dive some guys and then let me go to the custom model and plug some stuff in and not be biased into anything. Like it saves me so much time. I know you're not necessarily a fan of proximity numbers, but Henley's top five in proximity for all buckets from 75 to 175. He's going out on the plantation. Is he the safest cash play and favorite first round leader? Hard to argue. Hard to argue with that. So, so how do you how do you win first round leader? You either stuff everything to six feet, or you make every putt. Uh, Henley's path to doing it would be stuff everything to six feet and roll enough of those in. Um, so I I you're not going to get an argument from me here. Good luck. Uh, Tom's done it. Tom's done it. Wins question. I remember a while ago, you mentioned that the pros would rather play the harder course on a windy day than the easier course. Is my memory correct? I don't know if your memory is correct, but I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that. I'm, I I would assume that my, that my sentiment would have been that this is different for every guy, right? So here, here's what I think is actually true. Um, I think if you asked every single player, they'd give you a different answer. Some guys want to play the harder course on the harder day and the easier course on the easier day. Some guys would want to play the harder course on the easier day and the easier course on the harder day. I think if you ran the numbers, um, hold on, let me think about this, make sure I get it right. If you ran the numbers, I believe you would want the uh, harder course on the easier day. Harder course on the easier day, I believe is what the numbers would say. And my theory behind that is kind of what we, with like major championships or harder golf courses, how only so many guys can win it. Because the differentiator between the really good guys and the really bad guys uh, is how often they make bogey. That's, that's the difference. A lot of the bad guys make a ton of birdies, right? Um, and so do the good guys too, but the, the difference is how often they make bogeys or worse. So by playing the harder course on the easier day, you would limit the number of bogeys that you made and playing the easier course on the harder day, um, still gives you a chance to make a lot of birdies, right? You're, pro- you're still probably not going to make too many bogeys or doubles or anything like that. You're just going to make pars instead of birdies. So, um, I think that's what the numbers would say, but every guy's going to feel different on it. Damon outright. I don't hate it. Oh my gosh. Is there a way for us to look at who does best on these two course tournaments? Okay, Ron Gooders, uh, we've got someone who is not subscribed to the newsletter. I'm just I'm just messing with you. But seriously, I, I sent this out. So yes, there absolutely is. Uh, not only uh, did I include this in the uh, newsletter this week called Multi-Course Conundrum. Do you guys like the, the headlines that I do? I try to do a funny little job. Um, this is the four events that have multiple courses. The American Express has three courses. Do um, you have the Farmers with two? You have Pebble Beach with uh, th- no, sorry, Pebble Beach has three courses. Uh, American, oh no, American Express has three as well. And this course. So there's four events that use more than one course. Here are your best players. Uh, some of these guys have small sample sizes: Jason Day, Scotty Scheffler, Kurt Kitayama, Justin Rose, Charles Howe the Third, Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, Louis Ustazen. Um, You could also go to the Holy Grail. You can also then just filter by whichever tournaments that you want. So you can you can drop down tournament and hold control and select any tournaments that you want. So yes, there are a lot of ways to do that, but I've already done that for you. And I sent it directly to your inbox. So make sure you are signed up, rickrungood.com slash newsletter. Real quick before I forget, a lot more people are coming in. Uh, last chance to get into this promo, RSM promo, rickrungood.com slash RSM promo. Last chance. Bet me for a subscription. You're going to get some type of refund back, and that's probably going to be pretty decent. Also, if you have commented, you are in a draw for a dozen Pro V1s with an RSM logo. Shout out to my homies over at RSM for hooking that up. I'm giving them away. Put a comment in. I'll draw it at the end of the show. (sighs) Philly Fingers says, Hey, Rick, I was wondering if you would do a deep dive on Rory Sabatini. Seems to be popping up in my model a lot. Well, it's funny because in that model I ran earlier, uh, he did show up for me as well. So we can take a little bit of a deep look at uh, our silver medalist. Uh, so a couple of items here. Again, 
these are good signs. What, what like what do you see here? When you're looking, when you're doing a deep dive, what do you see here? Boom, green, a lot of green in the last 12 column. Excellent. Bermuda, not his best surface, but not his worst, right? He's way worse on bent grass, way worse on POA. That's fine. I like to look at ownership as well. Um, how, how popular is he? Well, basically always under 5%. So already I'm like, okay, this could be a momentum building thing for Mr. Sabatini. Let's look at his results. Missed the cut at Mayakoba, but missed it by a shot. I can tell that by less than one stroke loss to the field over two rounds. So missed it by a shot was very good at Shriners. Did it all around the greens, which if you know anything about Shriners, if you know anything about Summerlin, that's really where you can lose a lot of strokes. Um, so I'm even more impressed that he gained six around the green. I don't want him to rely on that, but I'm, I'm impressed. Let's see. Missed the cut at Sanderson played some Euro events. Look at this. We've got European tour events in here. Now, don't you love to see that you get the full picture of where these guys have been playing 10 years of data is punched in there. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good since the Olympics played well at the Wyndham couple of European tour events in which he's made the cut a, a run at Shriners. Yeah. He's popped up in my model a lot too. Hey, Rick, uh, says Mike Van Veen, if Friday wins are worse, how would you use that in the jock market considering those are two courses? Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. So I guess you could, I guess you could sell your golfers, uh, that are going to go play the harder course on Friday. That's cause, cause I think it's more likely that they have horrible rounds, uh, or you could short guys, I suppose, or you could then try to buy shares of. Yeah, see, this is kind of interesting. You could buy shares of guys playing the seaside course. I don't know. Let me think about that, Mike. I'm, I'm sure you'll be at the power hour tonight, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. I, I, that's a good question. I think there's a lot of different strategies you could do there. <laughs> Spaz Bite says, cheers, Rick. Pre predicted over under winning score, a.k.a. how much will you be sending back to the community? I'm, I'm at uh, inner peace with 20 under. Um, if I have to, so last year, uh, Victor won in, in, in Mayakoba and I refunded 20%. The year before that, I think I did the hero world challenge and I think Stenson won it at 18 under something, something like that. Um, is that right? I'm trying to think if that's right. I think that's right. So the, I, I'm kind of at peace with 20 under if, if, um, if it goes to like 22, I think that you guys have made out on me. I think if it's like 18, I mean, you're still making out on me because you're going to get 18, 18 back, but like, I'll feel like I've won a little bit. I'm trying to see if I can find the actual, um, I'm looking on DraftKings. I, I want to see if they have their act. The, I want like the actual, like the winning score line and I don't see it. Am I, am I crazy here? Let me try Caesars. I thought for sure DraftKings would just have it right there very easily for me. Um, hold on, hold on. Caesars event specials. They've got the playoff one. What? Up? Come on. Where's winning score? Margin of victory. Where's winning score? Am I not going to get it? Unbelievable. I don't know. I won't, I won't keep wasting your time, but that's how much I think. I think I'm giving 20% back. Hey, Rick, hope you're having a good week. Can you take a look at Malnati? Uh, sure. Are you also the person who asked if, um, if Sanderson was a good crossover? Are we just doing the Malnati thing? This looks like psycho Pete to me. Um, yeah, I mean, it just hasn't been good. I mean, he finished, he finished, he finished well in Bermuda T seven outside of that really not a lot of recent upside, a lot of missed cuts. Yeah, I mean, he's just not, he's not putting it nearly as well as he was last year. Bermuda's a good surface for him, but he's really just not, that's over his career. He's really not putting it well. Yeah, I, wor I worry about old Pete, unfortunately. I'd love to see him have success. Mitchell says, with hitting winners, do you feel the same recent form that a golfer would? <laughs> Wait, what? And who would, and who are you hot and cold on since Monday? Yeah. Do I feel myself a little bit? And I think I can't lose. Uh, I guess this swing season has been unreal. I mean, I think, um, let's see. Burnsy, Hideki, Victor, Kokrak is like four out of the eight events is, is wild stuff. It's unsustainable clearly, but when you get on these runs, it's, it's, it's nice to start feeling yourself a little bit. Yeah. I think I've got a pretty good, 
finger on the pulse of, of what's going on on tour right now. So yeah, I, I, I'm confident, um, hot and cold since Monday. I think I mentioned it and I'll tell you why, um, on Homa getting hot on Homa. Uh, so he's, he's a really good profile. He's a really good fantasy and like outright profile type of guy. So what I love about Homa is uh, the ball striking is generally pretty good, right? He's going to gain your strokes off the tee. He's going to gain your strokes on approach. The big, huge question, the huge question around Max Homa is the putter. But it's not a huge question in the same way of like Scott Piercy or Kyle Stanley or Keegan Bradley, where it's like, man, even when they do putt well, Keegan, maybe not so much. Even when they do putt well, they don't, they don't do much. When Homa gains strokes, look at this. Here's the last handful of times he's actually gained any strokes putting. Fortinet, he won. Memorial, sixth. Valspar, sixth. API, he won it. WGC, 27. I'm sorry, API, 10th. My bad, my bad. Uh, uh, a, uh, World Golf Championships, 22nd. Genesis, he won it. T7 at Pebble Beach. And then T21 at American Express. When he gains strokes putting, he contends. Hard stop. When he gains strokes putting, he contends, which it might be hard to figure out which weeks that's going to be, but to even have that upside, he is like, he'd be one of those blindly bet guys. Like, just blindly bet this guy because you're going to get good odds on him. He's going to be 50, 60 to one, some of these events, and he might just win it. And if he gains strokes putting, he's going to contend. He would probably be a really good blindly bet guy. You guys are pretty funny. Uh, feels like I'm in a hospital with how much I'm thinking about Doc this week. Well, I, I hope you're not actually in the hospital. Yeah, I think about Doc a lot. I think about Doc a lot. And every time I see the name and I see the numbers and I see that he's had a couple of good rounds and I start to get excited. Um, and and I, I, I maybe I'll try to have him on in the offseason. But I, I think if, if, we talked, if we talked to him, he would, he would look at the ball striking. Because when he's going well, that is such a – an important part of his game. And we just haven't seen that consistently. Um, man. Yeah. I would just, I would, I mean, Bermuda is one of his better surfaces. I worry about doc. I think I'll figure it out, but he's in, he's in a, he's in a tough spot right here. Favorite player who lacks course history. I'm not sure in the, how many years of uh, live chats I've done that anyone's ever asked that. Well, let me just look and see who does not have course history. So I'm just going to go last five years. Oh, do you want me to go? All right. I'll go for the full history. That's fine. So we're talking about either Cam Smith, Adam Scott. I'm just trying to find guys who don't have any history. Mito. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, Aaron Rye kind of interesting. Grillo, Schwab. All right. So obviously I can't like put the same. I can't put Cam Smith in the same playing field as uh, Aaron Rye. But I think there is something to Aaron Rye this week. So he's never played here. Uh, he was phenomenal from T to green last week. He's got a couple of really good finishes in a row. Seems to be getting his footing over here on the PGA tour a little bit. And he's fairly cheap. $7,400 back to back top twenties. I could get behind that. Hey Rick, is there a way to check who are the best putters in the Dubai field on the green type? The earth course has, I can't seem to find what grass they're putting on. Uh, I would have to look. I don't know that off the top of my head. I will look, but uh, if I guess there's not an easy way, but you could go to the Holy Grail and just start clicking some of those names. I know that's probably not, you, you probably don't want to click the entire field, but I should have put a button in to load that field in as well. That's my bad. I'll correct that moving forward. Rick, killing it. Thanks, Quinn. Do I have to bump projections to old Harry English because he's a resident? No, I don't think you have to do it for that. You should do it just because he's a very good player. Any fascinating pivot spots? Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's answer this question. Any fascinating pivot spots? Okay. Well, Harry English would be the pivot. I'm not sure how fascinating that is. Um, I am kind of fascinated by the Gooch 12% pivot off of Kevin Kisner. Because again, I think Kisner is going to be higher than this. I think he's going to be 22%. So Gooch, who for one round last week was phenomenal and then didn't play well for the final three. Like, am I really going to be like, wow, he had three bad rounds in his last 25. I'm done with this guy. Probably not. 
So I think that's a pretty intriguing pivot. Try to see who else might be pretty significantly owned. Denny, the pivot off Denny is probably, oh boy, um, Landry, which I kind of hate. The pivot off Neesmith's uh, Sabatini. The pivot off Davis Thompson, which I'm stunned is even a pivot opportunity, is probably Peter Uline. Yeah. We'll go with that. I'm not sure how fascinating those were. Hey, Rick, looking to round out my last roster spot on someone under 6,800. Who's the best option? I'm going to go further down 6,800 because I'm going to give you a chance to win this thing. Uh, I'm going to leave four, like 400 bucks on the table, which by the way, if you realize the last time the optimal lineup, and if you've, oh no, did I close it out? Where's my, where's my newsletter? Hold on. Let me find my newsletter. Uh, the last time a optimal lineup spent $50,000 exactly was 17 events ago. John Deere Classic. It's happened twice this year. You would know that if you had the run good rundown. Um, so I'm going to do you a favor. And I'm going to leave you 400 bucks on the table so that you can win this thing and you can get a get an optimal lineup. I would say the answer is God. I don't hate Lahiri. Honor Bon Lahiri. Oh man, maybe I shouldn't have left you all this money. It's kind of a it's kind of a dog range, isn't it? Um Sahith is kind of interesting. Sahith or Honorbon? Man, that's tough. Yeah, sorry, Dan. Good luck. Is it smart to take players on the plantation course for round one showdown? Does it even matter? Yes, it does matter. And yes, that's a good idea. And same Mitchell asked the same question, like right after that. Yes, it matters. Plantation course will be, the, has historically been the easier side. Do you concur that driving accuracy is the most telling stat as Terry? Uh, not only do I concur that, but the model concurs that the model says accurate drivers of the golf ball have had uh, more success at this course or this event than all but four other events. That's what this says. So yes, absolutely. Talked about Denny. I think we got to give Denny one more crack. TJ says, hey, Rick, I jumped on the promo today. Let's go 25 under. I love that you guys just are like begging, like just won all my money, um, <laughs> which that's the deal, right? I'm cool with it. That's the deal we have. How about like 12 under? No, will that work? No, no. All right. Uh, is there a way to edit the inputs into the tournament predictor? Like, can I interact with our custom model, spit out winning percentage? Not yet. <laughs> so there is a massive behind the scenes. Uh, I don't want to say redo, but like the site's going to be a lot more interactive and you'll be able to do stuff like that. It's definitely on the list. The seaside course has so much length. Par 70, 7,000 yards. I would not, I would not, I would not necessarily say that is long, right? What's your shirt say, Rick? It says team, no putt. You can get that at rungoodstore.com. Eleven players finished T ten or better last year. Eight of them started their week on Seaside, and only three started on Plantation. Do you think this means anything, or just ignore? Just ignore, because uh, what you would have to do is normalize for skill. Sometimes the better players start on one course or the other, and you just happen to get the better players. A lot of times it's noise, so uh, that I would ignore that. Thanks for the coke rack hints last week. Got me a few bucks. Yeah, baby. Will, stop it, Will. After a slugfest last week to minus 10, wouldn't it be refreshing if we got a birdie fest minus 25 or minus 26? Scoring is always exciting. Will, save that for next year. Um, nah, it would be exciting, but I should have run the promo last week. 
Brent says, uh, oh boy. All right. So marry one night stand or kill Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Xmas slash Hanukkah, whichever uh, you'd prefer to celebrate. Kill Thanksgiving. It's absolute worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. I hate to say it. It's the worst. The food isn't all that good. If the food on Thanksgiving was that good, you'd eat it other days of the year. Okay. Kill that. Uh, Halloween also very bad. Uh, but I would have a one night stand with Halloween because candy is delicious. Masks are not like, I don't like the smell of like those rubber masks. My wife also hates Halloween kind of creepy holiday, but at least you get like some movies. Are there any Thanksgiving movies? I don't think so. Cause Thanksgiving is a dog Halloween or holiday. Oof. Uh, so Halloween, you at least get candy. I mean, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, it's the goat, right? Not only do you get um, presents if you do that, but also you get like Christmas movies. You get to eat cookies and nobody says anything. It leads into uh, New Year's. So you get like a lot of days off work. Everyone knows that's the goat. Don't let anyone tell you differently. With golf being so volatile, if playing multiple single entry contests, do you typically play the same lineup? in each or use a modified core cascading. Um, do you typically play the same lineup in each of, oh, if playing multiple single entries? Uh, I've done both. I think I would prefer to do different ones. The problem you run into is like when you have the nut lineup in, um, in the $1 instead of like the $100, that kind of stinks. So... I would I would also throw them all into some big GPP or something like that, but I think I would spread them out. Great content as usual, says Sheardog. Question on the RSM promo. Will my current auto-renew six-month membership and the new subscription merge on PayPal, or do I need to cancel one eventually? Great question. If you go through rickrungood.com slash RSM promo, if you sign up for a package through that page, and I'll show you what that page looks like, just so we're all on the same page here. Um, if you do it through that page, which looks like uh, this, and you're a current subscriber, I'll can I'll cancel your current subscription, and I will add uh, whatever remaining balance is onto your new subscription. So you probably you 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 won't have to do anything. I'll take care of it all. Any thoughts on what happened to Gooch? Remember mentioning that Mark meant, remember that Mark mentioning you, you never know when fatigue sets in. Just wonder if the data says anything about that. It probably not answerable. No, it's probably not. However, the, um, last week was really weird. Okay. Because you had guys that were finishing, uh, round one on Friday, round two on Saturday. Um, Coke rack, Kokrak almost Kokrak should have given that away on Saturday morning or whatever when he was eight over through eight holes. There was a lot of weird stuff like that. And when you get a week like that where the schedule's all screwy, he was awesome in round one. He's been awesome for a month and a half. I don't I'm very happy to for, forget about the final 54 holes. I just don't care. Hey Rick, on the website. Uh, is the head to head matchup good for round one bet or better for four round matchups? It is designed for four round matchups. Uh, round uh, one single rounds are much, much, much more volatile and is a lot harder for a model to get it right. Uh, so it is a four round matchup model. Hey, Rick, what's your handicap these days? Any golf goals for 2022? Uh, I think I'm down to a 7.6, which I've been stuck on eight for a while, but I think I'm down to a 7.6. I'd love to one, get a launch monitor. I think my wife's watching. She doesn't know that I also, she knows I want a simulator as well. I don't know how realistic that is. Um, just play. Honestly, I kind of want to use golf as I use golf as an outlet to just play once or twice a week. I know that's a lot for a lot of people, but, um, that'd be great. Love the data-driven approach. Feels like you can avoid personal biases that will help long-term results. You just wrote a tagline for the Rick Rudger YouTube channel. Thanks for the support. 
Think Hank has found his game? Yeah, so there's been a couple questions about Hank Lebiota here, and I got to get out of here in a couple minutes because I got an appointment. Um, so sorry about that. So let's see what Hank is up to because this is what we were hoping to see. Yeah, remember that that really great stretch that he had earlier in the year or in the summer? Um, it was really driven by the putter, which is, which is a little bit scary, but this is, this is a good sign. I'm hoping we see more of this, right? Like if he gets another top 20 this week, we can, we can start to really kind of identify Libiota as a potential target moving forward. I for oh man, I hate that. I got, there's so many questions. Let me see here. I've answered a lot of these though. So that's okay. Stupid question. Where can I find the betting odds for past tournament winners? Uh, rickrungood.com. Holy grail. Um, odds it's in there i've answered a lot of these which is okay who won the 40 million in pip they're not going to announce that rick i have connors and cam in my lineup it's all or nothing kind of weekend good luck thoughts on kuchar i'm not a kuchar guy um this would be a good spot for him, but it's, I just, I'm out on Kuchar. I feel bad that I have to leave. Um, stand by. Thoughts on Corey Connors for one and done? Absolutely. I went with Connors or Scheffler. This is a good question. I don't know the answer to it. Hey, Rick, great work with all the analysis. Much thanks. Do rookie golfers tend to perform worse at multi-course events? I don't know that. That is a good question, though. I will find that out. Uh, is there any golfer that you're trusting the process with right now, even though the recent results haven't met your expectations? Oh, man. I've got so many good questions. Um, Sorry, I'm not supposed to give you the long silence here. I think I trust Denny right now. I mean, I guess the results are there. The Connors thing is interesting because I think most people would tell you he's underperformed, and I don't think that's true. I trust Connors a lot. I kind of trust Mito a lot. And I know he hasn't been as good recently, but like the metrics are still there. And um, he's still very, very new to the tour. Are you factoring in apex height for a coastal track such as this? No, I am not. It's not a perfect stat. A lot of flaws in that stat. Hey, Rick, thanks for all that you do. I'm torn between Ramey and Rye in my DFS lineups. Uh, I think Rye's probably uh, higher upside. I think Ramey's a little bit safer. <laughs> Is it Todd father time? Driving accuracy, little strokes game putting? Um, you could do worse. I will not be there. Ooh, Webb at two at plus at 20 to one. He's like 14 or 16 in most places. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, John, if you're ever going to bet Webb, which, um, yeah, that's a good number. I typically go stars and scrubs. Um, just because, uh, the scrubs, listen, if you get to swap out a bunch of scrubs in the core cascading, that's a good thing to do. If you had to pick one for fantasy this week, Scheffler, Webb, or Smith, um, do I get to fa I get to factor in everything? It's Smith, I think. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away these uh, Pro V ones. So I'm going to load. Uh, what you can do is hold on. I'm going to do YouTube. There's a there's an app for this. Stand by. So here's what I'm going to do. While I'm doing this, um, one, go to rickrungood.com. Sign up. Sign up for the promo, the RSM promo. Uh, you'll very much enjoy it. And uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run all of these um, all of these comments through a randomizer. And I am going to pick a winner for a dozen Pro V1s with an RSM logo. Again, thanks to my buddies uh, over at RSM for making this happen. If I pick you, I will try to reach out to you, but email me 
through the website and I'll get your mailing address and all that stuff. So here we go. Give me one second here. It's going to tell me where the uh, comment is. Oh, okay. I've got a winner. Uh, Chris Dingley. Chris Dingley. Ding, ding, dingley. Congratulations. Dozen Pro V1s for you to lose at your uh, local course on me, on the guys at RSM. Much appreciated. Um, please reach out to me. <laughs> I will try to show you a comment. I'll, I'll try to like, I don't know how many in touch with you, Chris. Uh, email me through the website. Maybe I can find you through YouTube. We'll figure that out. But but congratulations. Uh, good luck. Okay, so here's where we're at. RSM Classic this week. There is an 8.15 p.m. Eastern time uh, uh, power hour for Jock Market tonight. You can go and do this promo, RSM promo. One chance, one chance a year. I'm not kidding. I don't do sales. I don't do coupon codes. This is it. One time a year, rickrungood.com slash RSM promo. Even if you are an existing member, of course I got you. I'm not going to just do new members. That's so corny. Uh, Otherwise, I'm trying to think what else. Have a great week. There's way more golf stuff coming than you realize. I know people are like, it's the last event of the year. If someone's telling you this is the last event of the year, unsubscribe. There's going to be a lot more stuff coming. Also, pet your dogs. Also, I guess just have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you later.